0: You are now listening to The Sound of Sanity. This sound will continue for the duration of the program. Hello, welcome to Sound of Sanity. I am Nathan. I am your humble and obedient host. We've got Ben. He's the preacher and... Oh, yeah. He's a preacher who's a teacher of sanity. Right there. How's life been? It's mm, it's good, Nathan. That's mm, really good. Good. Mm, mm, that's mm, good. Mm, good. good. Mm. I know that's an advertisement. I know it's a reference to something. I cannot pull what it is. Chef Boyardee, perhaps? I, I think you just got it. I think you nailed it. There you go. The detritus of pop culture that oh, yeah. lingers in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. And the amount of scripture that doesn't. It's very sad. <laughs> That's pretty sad. If you want to talk about things that make me feel insane. But speaking of things that make me feel insane, well, I should say, hello, Jake. Hello. Jake's uh, kind of wispy today. Yeah. Kind of ghostly. Yeah. In fact, he just, what's the opposite of, ev- oh, no, not the opposite of evaporate. He just evaporated. Yeah. The opposite of evaporate would be to, to evaporate, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Jake's not here, man. Jake is not here. Jake might not be here for another week or two. It, I'm sorry. Really? Summer just it is what it is. People go on vacation no. and stuff. Jake's camping right now. Man. Of all Jake's things. Jake's favorite activity. Jake's favorite activity. Yeah, if you if you want to feel like what's the word? If our listeners are mad at Jake for not being here and they believe in karma, then they can understand that karmic retribution is being meted out to Jake right now in the form of camping. <laughs> I happen to like camping. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really enjoyed camping, but I wouldn't, whereas you would. So yeah, it I does, guess so. doesn't make you a, a a better person or a worse person. It just makes you a person who likes camping. Mm-hmm. A masochist, I think, is the yeah, word for it. Yeah, that's that. very. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who enjoys being stung by bugs and having... Sweating. Sweating, throwing a log into the fire and having embers go onto your face and deform you. Burn your beard up. Burning your beard up. Burn
1: your beard into ash. (laughs) Burning your
0: beard into ash. Well, Ben, what is making you feel insane today that we can have a conversation about? Nathan, I think it's the total degradation
1: of our culture.
0: (laughs) 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 yeah i'm not a big fan of that (laughs) it's gross yeah
1: (laughs) oh someone in our discord was it it was jake actually yeah jake posted an article from the new york new yorker
0: no i think the new york times was the new york times yeah yeah
1: on cannibalism yep new york times here we go yeah and it's (laughs) well the Twitter link clickbait was like the time for cannibalism is now. What does it say?
0: Cannibalism has a time and place. There you Some go. Recent books, films, and shows suggest that the time is now. Can you stomach it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it. Oh, your stomach I, is I, what you use to I, eat things. I, I get it. Which is what cannibals it. do. They eat things <laughs> that are people. And then the article is a taste for cannibalism? Question mark. A spate of recent stomach-churning books, TV shows, and films suggest we've never looked so delicious to one another
1: and then there's some really gross illustrate like salvador dali-esque illustrations of different body parts being on meal platters and like really gross like sort of horror
0: i was a little surprised by that surrealist art just as the header for the article yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. And
1: there's a couple more in the body of the article so if that sounds disgusting to you 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 don't have to read the article
0: but the article itself is kind of Less interesting than its byline would suggest. I mean, it's just it's really just a compilation of moments from recent TV shows that feature yeah. cameras And one of them is, I think, Yellow Jackets, which I know nothing about except for what I read in this article, which is that it's like a survival plane crash kind of a story where the people resort to cannibalism something like that and maybe even the show pushes it a little further past survival cannibalism and into some kind of like they like they fall into pagan ritual or something like this yeah Um, yeah. and a number of other shows and and things that deal with cannibalism
1: yeah yeah and i just as i was reading over this i was (laughs) It's just thinking of like all these, these actors and these writers and these directors and these show creators creating the show like Yellow Jackets and other shows that are like, man, we're going to make our show about cannibalism. and but, but they're all these, <laughs> they were saying that they used venison in place of human flesh mm-hmm. in Yellow Jackets season one, I think. And then they were like, well, but we don't know what we'll do for the next season because some of the casts are
0: vegans. Right.
1: And I, and I was just like, wait, what in the world? These people is, can't
0: even countenance the idea of eating animal meat.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they're and and they're the ones on the bleeding edge of every perversity. Mhm. And I mean, of course, I already knew that, but I just I don't know. It just struck me that here's these 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 liberal godless vegans who don't believe that God gave us the animals to eat, making a show about eating human flesh and pushing all of us to be as corrupt and perverse in our thinking as we can be. And mm, all modern television shows are this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were just talking about a TV show. I don't suppose we have to say the name of it, but mm-hmm. we we both started watching it, and we both got bogged down at various points where it's just like this is really fun. It's well written. It's cute. It's clever. Whatever. It's it's got a fun hook, mm-hmm. and eh, it wants to push the envelope in all these different ways that make it so that you just can't. You just really can't. I yep. mean, it's it's a little different than. Old school, not in perhaps, and perhaps the reason we got to new school is because we ever allowed ourselves to put up with old school, but old sure. school was like, there's a nude scene. It's for the guys to ogle a woman's body. You can hit the fast forward button and then like, it's this dumb part of the thing and you it's, it starts, it goes, it ends, it's done. It's like, there's the bad part for daddy or the there's the whatever, but you get past it. And then, I mean, I think probably a lot of us grew up with. Like Braveheart was a staple of so many homes when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, people just loved Braveheart because it's a story about heroism and all this stuff. But it's got a random nude scene and so you just fast forward it or whatever. Some people would even like record over the VHS. But these kinds of shows like you can't, even, even if you want to make that sort of. It's
1: not even that, <clears throat> it's, it's, and it's not even the fact, it, it it's not that they're all running around naked. But in some sense they might as well be because right. the show is about displaying the
0: raw the,
1: all the possible perversities of the human soul.
0: And just having them baked into the plot in such a way that
1: baked it, into the plot, baked into the character, baked into the way the characters are visualized, like it's just like if you had to watch a gay pride parade. It's like they're gonna put elements of that on the screen so that you can't you can't just yeah, record over the VHS. It's there. Right. It's just part of part of what's happening. Yeah. Anyway, it's a cannibalism article. It's gross. And it is true though that I, I, I mean I don't know, Nathan, do you think it's just liberals who are watching garbage like Yellowjackets, like the extremely well-produced, I'm sure, well-directed, well-written, impeccably acted drama Yellowjackets? Because I'm sure it's all those things. I'm sure it's like the top notch of the top notch. Because all of these 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 modern perverse pieces of garbage, they're like the best writing, the right. best directing. Yeah. They're like the highest quality in The Most Evil.
0: right. So, so, sorry, what's the question? Well, no, my question
1: is, is it, is it just liberals who are watching this?
0: No, it's me. I mean, I want to watch these things because I enjoy good storytelling. And so I'm always looking for something that doesn't cross the line. And probably I watch things that I shouldn't have. And I, and I, and I assume there's a lot of people out there that have, well, I know there's a lot of people that have less of a conscience about it than I do, because I know a lot of my Christian friends watched Game of Thrones. When it was a thing. And that show was yep. on the cutting edge of perversity. So it feels a little quaint now. I mean, it was actually more just like the, you have some more nude scenes, mm-hmm, everybody. Mm-hmm. It was very rapey. And I mean, George R. R. Martin and the world that he created is gross. It's but really gross. It is gross. So it is maybe still on the cutting edge. I don't know. We don't have to litigate Game of Thrones. But the point is, a lot of people watched it. because, And, and I do have some sympathy for that because... Dragons, man, you know, like uh, warriors, warriors, battles, yep. uh, conniving royal stuff. It's all stuff that we like, fun, fun stuff. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm always hoping somebody will make a good show with all those elements, but you just can't. I mean, how much, you know, there's this dumb Sunday school thing that I remember was popular. When I was a kid, you know, like a, an anecdote that got told, and maybe it's still told, but the daughter's like, I, Dad, I want to watch this thing. And it just has a little bit of whatever the bad thing is.
1: Yeah, and the yeah, dad, yeah. you
0: know, he, he bakes a pie. Yeah, And yeah, he says, yeah. you want to eat this pie? And she says, yeah, it looks delicious. And he says, it is delicious, but I baked just 7% dog crap in there. <laughs> like that. I, hate, I hate this <laughs> anecdote so much. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I hate it. And it is simplistic. And... There are th- things that we should be able to engage with in a discerning way. It, it actually isn't right to just draw the line and say, I will never watch anything with X, Y, Z. I mean, there are X, Y's, and Z's that you can draw that line. But to simply say, no sin in my entertainment, mm-hmm. thats that doesn't even make sense. Which we've talked about many times. We do a whole movie podcast. We do a whole book cast where we try to litigate all this stuff all the time but i will say as i get older and as i live longer in this world and as this world seems to grow more depraved i have a little bit more sympathy for a stud dumb beat you over the head black and white anecdote like that because i'm just like guys how much dog crap has to be baked into game of thrones to make you turn it off right like i understand it's a delicious pastry i understand dragons are cool and dragon ladies are cool and Westeros and the White Walkers, like this is all pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how much ultra violence do you need? How much sex do you need? How much? And I don't know, maybe some of those people had a uh, vid angel or one of those services. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which which people that we love use those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And I suppose it's not different in kind, perhaps, than the what I just alluded to having Braveheart and just fast forwarding. Or I, I had some James Bond movies on. VHS as a kid, and my dad would make me just like record over like we like it. The the VHS just turned to snow anytime there was a sex scene. I think we had the that wonderful picture, Golden Eye. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anytime Zena on a top would show up, uh, it would just turn into snow. But the thing about that is the same mind that crafted this story is 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 the one, is the same mind that came up with Zena on a top. And don't you think that there's something baked into this whole thing that's mm-hmm. Uh, a, a little bit more than just the explicit scenes. H- have you really, have you really curbed every bad instinct in this thing? If you just take those isolated scenes out, I, I don't know. Maybe that's a. Uh,
1: well, I guess the question th- is, would you watch Goldeneye again in good conscience?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that is a good question. <laughs> it's, it's not much of a temptation because that movie is a slog. <laughs> but well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that particular one, I mean. Where was I going? What were we talking about? This? Oh, yeah. You you just asked. What did we? What do people give ourselves to? And it's just like, yeah. Well, the one that I feel insane about. Maybe maybe this episode has no larger point than us just honestly being throwing up our hands and saying, "Ugh, I feel insane. I feel insane about this Lord of the Rings thing." Oh yeah. Which is not going to have the kind of explicit content that a Game of Thrones will have. I, I they know their audience. They know they got to keep it. PG-13, mm. uh, Peter Jackson-esque. And they're playing in the Jackson world. They're, they've got Howard Shore to do the music. Like It's supposed to remind you of the Peter Jackson movies. I, I, mean, I uh-huh. mean, I think it's explicitly set in Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. And it probably has to because they only have the rights to the appendix. That's, that's all they've got. <laughs> they don't have the similarian. I don't even know if they have Lord of the Rings. I think they just have the appendix because Christopher Tolkien was that mad about the movies and tied everything up that with that much of an iron thread before he wow. died, which is good for him. Yeah, good for him. But I watched the trailer for the Lord of the Rings. You know, they've been doing their last batch of cool-looking trailers with all the footage and stuff. And I'm like, there's a lot of really cool stuff like this. There's there's big statues and, mm-hmm. uh, like, cities on the sea with the sun and Uh, armies, and creepy, demonic, beautiful Sauron, effeminate Sauron, which I think would be a fun, seeing Sauron in his more early, satanic form, Uh (laughs) it's just fun. There's there's a lot of stuff like that. But then you got the whole thing, looks like it's built around, like, Galadriel, the warrior princess. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just so tired of that stuff. Like, it's just, A, it's lame. B, it's not Tolkien. I don't think. I mean, people might point to Eowyn, but she was one small part of a larger story.
1: Yeah, she she got to be part of, well, she was part of a couple of battles, I guess. Anyway, she had really one thing to do. Right. And then she went to become like a
0: queen mother. Right, yeah. and And she was broken in such a way that made her want to do that, whereas her redemption— as it were, is is through her heart being tamed by what's his face? The lordly dude of the whatever. Yeah. I mean it's it's like her end journey is basically repenting of all that stuff. Now Tolkien wasn't he was weird. Like his conceptions of women are weird and you could you could build a pretty powerful Galadriel figure into your second age <laughs> Lord You're of the right. Rings movie. But I don't think she'd just be a boring warrior woman with a sword
1: well, the original, I mean, the Galadriel Lord of the Rings isn't. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I, my mind just went to Great Britain has a history of some pretty powerful queens. Like, I don't know, Elizabeth, maybe? Right. You think of a Galadriel like that, you're like, oh, yeah, Tolkien's a, Tolkien's a Brit. And that's how he's thinking of
0: Galadriel. And that's how he kind of thinks of, because the book's, like You're really not spending any time with Arwen. That's an invention of the movies that they took a little chunk from the appendix again. Mm-hmm. But the books, the women figures are Goldberry, <laughs> that wonderful character, and Galadriel <laughs> and Eowyn. I mean, am I, am I missing one? I'm Ro- sure there's- Rosie. Yeah, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's little side characters like Rosie and like the innkeeper's wife or whatever, but people like that. But basically, the, the women that we spend time with are these queenly, powerful kind of figures like Galadriel or like Goldberry, who's basically very similar? These kind of figures that we almost deify in a way, like these 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 very powerful figures, actually. But they're woman powerful. Like Tolkien has a different. I, yeah. Tolkien really likes powerful women, actually. Like like I think it's it's a thing with him. Yeah. But his conception of what woman power looks like is much different than his conception of what man power.
1: Yeah, I it looks mean, like. <clears throat> and you can see that in it, well, it's the wonderful elf character Glorfindel who tames the river, or not tame, who untames the river, has it sweep over
0: the Ringwraiths. Yeah,
1: the Ringwraiths, not Arwen. Right in the books, and frankly, that scene is a lot more fun in the books.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is good. Yeah, well, Peter Jackson is just so reductive. His whole writing of Arwen, and he was going to have her famously. You probably remember this because you would have been like in the and cool world of all that like he was gonna have arwen at helm's deep fighting and the fans (sighs) the fans remember that the fans revolted like all the cool newsies just said we don't want that it's not from the book it's corny it's pandering yep don't do it and peter jackson was like oh okay i'm sorry like they had shot you can see footage you can find footage online (laughs) of like stupid Liv tyler fighting at helm's deep and they just cut it out man and then by the time The Hobbit came around, they wanted to cram stupid oh. <laughs> Turiel, the elf. The wasp. <laughs> yeah, the wasp. Oh, Kate that, from Lost down our throat. That lady is yeah. not any fun. That's interesting because she's kind of, she's an ally, Ben. She's a conservative ally. She's uh, oh, no. She gets herself in trouble about masks and stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> She'll probably get canceled and have to go work for Daily Wire. She and Gina Karana. She and Gina Karana. I don't even want to talk about it. It's, it's just so gross. Mm hmm. <laughs> But it's Mm. like, am I going to watch this Lord of the Rings thing? I I don't know, maybe. It's so hard. It's really nice to have something to relax and watch at the end of the day with my wife. It's hard to find things that we're both interested in. And so maybe Lord of the Rings will be something relatively painless that we just both feel like watching (laughs) (laughs) just for the spectacle of it all. But it's like, man, there's not one male figure of identification in that trailer that looks like an awesome hero Dude, I mean, people, there probably is, like, one guy with a sword or something that you can see <laughs> from the trailer. Yep. But it's, like, the people that stick out in my mind just from the trailer is you've got Galadriel, and she's some kind of princess with a sword, like, just battle maiden, very generic. And then you've got Elrond, and he's more of just stately boring old Elrond, mm. the, the young version. And, and then you've got various, like, women hobbit people that are like, we've got to go on an adventure. Uh. Uh. Hike up your skirts. Yeah. And then you've got some woman who's leading a Minas Tirith-type city. And it's just like, could, can you at least throw in a little representation for me? Can I have a character? Like, can there be one male character who's a cool hero that... Do I not get any? I mean, that seems a little selfish on your part. <laughs> Woke makers of Lord of the Rings. There was some elf dude, right? who yeah. was a, With a bow? Probably. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I remember... Ah, there you go. <laughs> Done. <laughs>
1: well. Eh. It's boring.
0: Yeah, it's so boring. It's so boring. Eh. 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 Yep.
1: Well, that's about it. <laughs> Everything is terrible. Everything is terrible. Yeah. Everything is terrible. I don't know. There's good books to read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were written a while ago. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I guess there's the hope of writing news stories, but I don't know. Nathan, you want to start a film studio and make awesome manly action movies?
0: No. No, me either. I mean, sounds, I don't, I don't see people doing much in that realm. I mean, I was debating whether to bring this up or not. It's the obvious thing to talk about, I suppose. But I don't, I'm don't. i not excited about lore. I'm sorry if you're out there excited about lore. I thought that trailer that they did for David was oof, so lame. We didn't talk about that, did we? I don't know if we talked about it. But if you don't know what lore is, it's like this... Christian company that's trying to get off the ground that's going to do, like, n- movies and TV shows that are just as cool and well-made as the big studio stuff, but but for Christians. And so they did this David trailer, and as a proof of concept, it was a, m- a fundraiser, basically, but not only did it look amateurish, I mean, I'm sorry, but it just looked like it was shot in somebody's backyard with some pretty generic special effects and a really bad decapitated, fake decapitated head. But it also wanted to pander to the instincts of the Game of Thrones crown by having a bloody decapitated head. By It's like, hey, look, Christians can make stuff that's dark and gritty and violent, too. We can do it, too. And Daily, Daily Wires, <sighs> I, I sort of keep one eye on them all the time. They're doing these movies where they're like, hey, look, we can do... Stuff that's dark and gritty and mean-spirited, too. (laughs) But it's more conservative. It's more conservative. (laughs) Sort of. Sort of. (laughs) Even though all our heroes are women, again, for some reason. And I am just like, guys. Well, we have nude scenes. They're conservative nude scenes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Conservative people are prettier in their nude scenes. I don't see a lot that's being done that I have much respect for. I mean, I know people like Wingfeather Sega. I haven't read that. But people like the Andrew Peterson stuff, I haven't really delved into that. I don't care to comment one way or another. Mm -hmm. But I I think the only thing I would say is we can't be keying off of them. If you do want to be a creator, you can't just do the Christian version of the thing that the pagans are doing that you think is cool. You actually have to create something. You actually have to make something. And I think... I suspect that that won't happen until we've laid the groundwork of actual good churches, actual good community, actual... I suspect what we have to do is build an actual Christian culture before that culture can produce art again. I I think trying to produce art is maybe putting the cart before the horse. Now, we produce art here Hmm. at Warhorn. We do. We, we do, we, We like to do storytelling. I'm proud of the bill and Chip and Lance and all that kind of stuff. And I want to keep doing it and I want it to be good. And I hope it will inspire people to do other things like that if they like it. So I'm not against it. So what's the difference between what, what we do and trying to think how to articulate this?
1: Oh, well, we would like to think we're not overstepping our bounds. We would like to think, in other words, we're we're producing things that are capable
0: of Being good stories on the scale they are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What we're not promising is it's a Hollywood production that's just as big as Hollywood production. We're going to take Hollywood down with this. I mean, actually, well, that's actually
1: not true. I think I felt uncomfortable because I think all that we're actually saying is you guys are making bad art. Mm -hmm. You're doing a bad job. Yeah. And you shouldn't bother. Just don't. If you don't have anything to
0: say, don't.
1: Just go evangelize some more. Yeah. That's actually... That's actually what we really believe.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. And if that
1: sounds snobbish, okay, that's all right with me. Yeah, um, well, because because it's it, we we could we could actually argue about it. I and mean, you don't have to like things that we do, like The Ville or Chip at Lance. You don't have to think that they're quality. But we would argue that they are quality, even though we've done some pretty imperfect episodes of, sure. of both those shows yeah. and some things that were like, eh, that one sucked. That or, didn't really work. Yeah, eh, that didn't work. But um, I think they're pretty modest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I don't see. And that's what I mean about putting the cart before the hearse. I don't see a lot of humility. I see people saying, hey, without building any kind of foundation, without having any of the tools, without having even a Christian bedrock of understanding about what art is and how it works, we're just going to take on Hollywood. (laughs) Like We can just do it because we want to. It's like, no, no, you got to put in a lot of work. You got to figure out how to be a good storyteller as a Christian. And that's It's hard for us. I mean, we fail all the time, like you said. So you can't be cheap about it. And I think the next John Milton probably isn't happening until there's a foundation for the next John Milton or Mm -hmm. for the next Bill Shakespeare or whoever you want to say. Sure. Like what you, I mean, if if somebody out there is and they just want to be and they want to change the cult, like they want to say, actually, art is the thing that leads the cart, it's the horse. And they can pull it off and they can change the culture through art. Great. Yeah. More power to you. Yep. But I've, I have don't know that I've ever actually seen it happen. It would be a historical anomaly, I think, for a great artist to arise and change everything. I mean, art is good propaganda. It does change things, but it, it generally follows trends one way or another. It doesn't... Mm-hmm. Follows and then propagates trends and spreads them to the masses. But somebody has to build a foundation somewhere. Yeah. Uh,
1: Have we ever had a good Christian filmmaker?
0: Uh, Scott Derrickson, director of The Exorcism of Emily Rose. And and Dr. Strange. And Dr. Strange and The Black Phone, who was interviewed about 20 years ago around the time of Emily Rose by World Magazine as a Christian filmmaker. No less. These days, I don't know if he even calls himself a Christian.
1: Oh, in a recent interview I saw, he said, well, I'm a a mystic first. He's, He's... He's not a real Christian. I mean, he doesn't even claim to be
0: well, that maybe that's why we're complaining about this because it's so Christians are so quick to rush to embrace somebody like anyone who says sort of says, I'm a Christian and I'm vaguely conservative and I want to do something and I have some resources and mm-hmm. some imagination. We're quick to embrace that person because we're so desperate to feel like we have the cachet that comes with being able to create art in a mm-hmm. decadent society where artists are our priests. It's like we want some of those priests to be on our side it's like, no, actually, we've got the priests. They're they're called pastors and they're not artists. Like, we, we have, <laughs> we don't need secular <laughs> priests.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to believe, though, well, I think there's some good Christian songwriters working. Have been for a while. They tend to be lesser known. There's probably some good Christian poets. I'm kind of an ignoramus of what's happening in poetry for the past 20 years.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: I guess I wouldn't swear to that because I don't know. There's, I don't know what there is. Are there good Christian painters? If they're painting Jesus, I don't care about their art.
0: Yeah, me too. I agree with that. I don't know. It's a complicated subject.
1: I mean, we rely really on the Catholics and Anglicans for our (laughs) Christian art like (laughs) Tolkien and
0: Lewis. You know what? We'll come back next week with a more considered view of Christian art. How about that? That sounds good. All right. Let's do it. See you next week, folks. Until next time. Stay sane.